My name is Chris Bear and welcome to Two Defeats from a Crisis on Saturday at 3. On this episode, myself and the guys will be looking back at Rangers' 2-0 victory over Ross County at Dingwall and we'll be looking ahead to Rangers' second leg trip in the Champions League playoff against PSV in Eindhoven. Joining me to go through this is first of all Kenny. Kenny, how are you doing? I'm good, Chris. Hope you're well, mate. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm alright. And uh, joining Kenny and I is producer Andrew. Andrew, how are you, mate? I'm all good, man. Happy to be here. Good, good. Um, well, for the second consecutive week, we had a better week than than uh, our rivals uh, for the first time since '55. So that that's a that's a good omen, Andrew. I feel it's very promising, and you know, while we're idly focused on Rangers, uh, it's always nice to see them cocking up over the other side of the city as well. So yeah, very pleasant. It certainly helps, Kenny. It's um, as Andrew says, we only focus on ourselves, but I, I think it's always. Um, advisable to keep an eye on, on what your rivals are doing especially because they've been so dominant um, and it, you can't just dismiss their um, mishaps thus far uh, it's, it's a weird one for Celtic because it's I'll be honest I can't see this being a theme of the season I can't see it being like the 55 season where they just implode and they go week by week and you don't know what Celtic are going to turn up I fully expect them to become more consistent as the season comes on but at this stage of the season, if this is where their mishaps are going to going to come, we have to take advantage of that. We took advantage this week, this week obviously. Um, last week, it's not so much taking advantage because obviously that's a cup competition, so there, there was no points at stake. But certainly, we can we, we must now be favourites. We've got them obviously this weekend. Um, we just have to take advantage of these because the Postecoglou he won his first title after a horrific start, and in many ways. That was because we didn't take advantage of that horrific start because for every defeat that Celtic had, there was a draw for Rangers and obviously we had the very early defeat from Dundee United as well. So it's imperative that we keep the foot to the, the floor here. Absolutely is. We just need to win our games, Chris, and the rest of it takes care of itself. Um, I, th- I kind of tend to agree with you as well when it comes to uh, properly taking advantage of it. And I know what you're saying about uh, the cup games, but even that is we take advantage of that by going all the way in that tournament. Uh, they've dropped points uh, unexpectedly at home um, on Saturday, uh, and we've, we've we've taken the you know we've taken the three points back down the road from Dingwall. So uh, it's a huge opportunity next week to uh, put them in a little bit, and I'm not saying a crisis, but you know what I mean. The, it puts the pressure right on their new manager. Uh, and their players, because their their fans haven't taken uh, the last week particularly well, have they? It's been a joy to watch. No, they have not. And, and as you say, it's it's set up now for a momentous week. Um, the, the kind of week that we've not had in a very long time. I, I know you can literally go back to this time last year where the, these two fixtures um, were pretty much close together. Obviously, PSV in the playoffs and then we had Celtic pretty early on in September. But... Um, in terms of this being a new squad, in terms of Celtic slipping up, uh, it really is a massive week. But Kenny, as you say, um, we get the three points at Dingwall. We started with Butland, Tavernier, Goldson, Suter, Barisic, Raskin, Lundstrom, Cantwell, Lammers, Roof and Dessels. Uh, obviously, the big talking point there was Kamar Roof getting a start. Um, the manager obviously uh, said 
in his his pre match press conference that that Roof was <clears throat> Roof was going to get minutes uh, alongside Tom Lawrence. Now Lawrence did come on for the, like, the last kind of fifteen twenty minutes, but Roof starting the game it kind of took me by a wee bit uh, by surprise. Um, wasn't sure if he was actually ready, but um, as we'll come on to in a wee minute, I mean this guy if he if he stays fit he scores twenty five thirty goals. It's as simple as that. No one's ever disputed that. No one. Um, the the problem is keeping him fit, but. Um, were you as surprised as I was to see him in the starting lineup? No, uh, I think Michael Wheel had kind of hinted at it that he was going to get minutes. Uh, it didn't surprise me at all, you know, because of the uh, the nature of where the game is, stuck in the middle of the two uh, Champions League ties. So I thought he would definitely get minutes because he's not in uh, the European squad for this round. Um, and I'll, t- I'll tell you something, I thought he was very, very good first half. I thought he was excellent. Took his goal tremendously well. Uh, but no, I wasn't surprised. Uh, you're, you're absolutely uh, bang on, Chris. This this boy, if you can keep him fit all season, he's a 25-30, 35-goal season boy. He, he's he's the most natural finisher. Uh, and I've said this before in this pod. Um, his movement is up there with anybody I've ever seen up there. Honestly, his movement is absolutely sensational as a striker. He just makes uh, that two or three yards of space for himself all the time, all the time. And I've watched him and try to figure out how he does it. It's just natural, Chris. He's superb player. Well, Andrew Rangers started fairly brightly. Um, Ross County, uh, well, can I try to soak up the pressure a wee bit? But um, it's fair to say, kind uh, of around about the 15 to 18 minute mark, Ross County actually started to come in a wee bit themselves, uh, strung a few passes together, but it was a fairly even game up to that point, um, both both teams kind of had, um, I wouldn't say their chances, but had a wee bit of their uh, dominance in the ball, obviously more so Rangers uh, naturally, um, and the breakthrough comes, as Kenny says, through a, a, a just fantastic finish from Kamal Roof, it was a corner to Rangers, Barisic swings the ball in, Roof scores a goal that only Roof could score. Um, no other player in this uh, Rangers team can score a goal like that. And um, again, not not to kind of bang on and and repeat the same point over and over, but uh, that that's the value that he adds. Uh, you keep him fit, and and he he'll score goals like that. Um, all season. I don't mean uh, like for like goals. What I mean is is goals that only he could score. Um, because unfortunately, I don't think we've actually got that natural finisher who can can score kind of unorthodox goal. So it was just a fabulous finish. Um, I have to say as well, the, the camera angle at Dingwall is absolutely bollocks. Um, even with Tav's goal, I thought Tav's goal went, uh, went over the bar. And with this particular goal, it looked like a a bargain, you know, a, a Kemal Ruth bargain. But obviously when you see the replay, it was hell of a lot more than that. It was just a quality, quality finish, Andrew. I've watched this goal back, I think, about 10 times, and I still can't actually see how he scores this goal. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, the ball's behind him, and he still somehow contrives to get what is a really good shot away. Um, but that's been Kamar Roof. I, I think any time, and unfortunately we've seen this happen a number of times, any times he's been out injured, when he does come back, he comes back full throttle. He's never taken time to get back up to Mitch Fitness that some other players have to do when they return from an injury, even a long-term injury, he comes straight back into the squad and is instantly doing the business. So my only hope is that he stays as fit as long as possible because he's a very useful asset for us. Unfortunately, not to be um, the negative one here, but obviously that seems to be my persona. It's uh, it's a big ask. It's a big ask uh, for, for Kemal Ruff to, to stay fit a, a whole season. 
I'm not going to hang my hat on it. What I'm going to... Uh, Kenny, I'm just going to have the outlook of anything we get from him's a bonus this year. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, get a full season on that's That's more than a bonus. That's We've won the lottery there, but... Um, and anything we get from Kemal Roof this season is just going to be a bonus for me. I'm, I'm literally not going to allow myself to rely upon him, and I, and I don't think Michael Beale should either. Um, and, that, and that's no disrespect to Kemal Roof, it's, it's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, well, going by the track record, I would agree with that. But the one thing I would say is that he, he any interview I've heard, he, he is saying that he feels very, very fit. Uh, that's the first time I've ever heard Kemal Roof say that, so that's that's positive in itself, isn't it? But um, look, I, I, I'll say it similar to yourself. If you can get, you know, if Rangers are going to play perhaps 55, 60 games this season, if you can get Kamar Roof starting in uh, perhaps 20, uh, 25 of them and coming off the bench in another 15 or so, that that's tremendous because if we can get th- that those kind of minutes in... Uh, or during the season from Kamar Roof, he'll score 20, 20 goals, no problem, Chris. Uh, he is that good. Um, and I'm a bit like Andrew, can't quite figure out how he managed to score. Uh, that He's behind the player, he's behind the, the balls, coming behind, I don't know how he does it. Uh, absolutely sensational finish. Speaking of sensational finishes, four minutes later, uh, Ken, I'll stay with you here. Obviously, Andrew covered the roof goal, so it's only fair. But, Andrew, I'm sure you'll want to have your say on this goal as well. Tav takes the ball from the right-back area with a touch into midfield. He then uh, takes it by a Ross County player. He then looks up, um, sees that there's an opportunity for a shot. He takes what can only be described as a dipping um, thunder bastard, maybe. Um, and it dips right under the bar in the top corner um, of, of the net. And uh, it was just a phenomenal goal yet again by James Tavernier. Um, absolutely sensational. Uh, world class, I would say, actually. For a right-back to do that, it's just unreal. Um, look, I don't think anybody was actually surprised by it, but it still kind of takes your breath away sometimes. And you're just like, fucking hell, that is just awesome. And, and, and this particular goal, Kenny, was awesome. It was just individual brilliance. It was, there was no team effort involved here. It was just one guy showing his individual brilliance, um, fantastic technique. And, and and this you have to say, this is the, the absolute positive side of James Tavernier's game. We do all focus on the negative side of these games. And I think the negative side is is worthy of a a, a discussion. But um, at the end of the day, you, you can't be hypocritical. You have to be fair. You have to be balanced. And if you're going to talk about the negatives, then we, we absolutely have to applaud the positives. And and by fuck, this this absolutely was um, a positive. Kenny, just a, a a tremendous goal. It's uh, very early days, but um, Tavernier's going to have to do something very special to score a better goal than that this season. It's ridiculous, actually. It's like a golf shot, isn't it? It's just that kind of chip right into the top bin. Uh, and it's the curl on it and everything. He, he sees the keeper off his off his line and just think, he's got to dink it over the, the, the defender that's trying to close him down and get it up and over the keeper. It's sensational. Um, it, there's a question for... I mean, it, it is an absolutely brilliant goal, but there's a question for the two of you. What was the best goal we scored last week? We had three absolutely sensational goals, and that is as good as any of the other two that we scored against PSV. Absolutely sensational. For, for me, it's, it's it's a full finish between this goal by Tav and um, uh, Siemens goal against PSV. As I say, full finish could never um, come out and give a category cancel. Andrew, what was your thoughts on the goal? 
I mean, uh, if I thought the first girl was ridiculous and this one's completely taking the piss, um, we, we've slated to have uh, a fair amount on this pod. You know, there, there's been some criticism that he's lost a step of pace. He's, uh, you know, his defensive duties have been suspect, which has always been, you know, a factor throughout his entire career. But as you said, Chris, this is what he can do um, if he's in form and playing well and the team is not having to rely on him all the time, which this Rangers team have been guilty of a lot in the past. If he has those moments where he can make that individual brilliance shine, we can see some truly ridiculous things. And that goal was right up there with uh, many of the best ones that he's scored personally. Um, it's it's an utterly ridiculous goal. Um, you get, This is not like the Kamar Roof one where you have no idea how he did that. You can see exactly how Tav does this one, but it, it makes it no less spectacular. It's fantastic. Um, I honestly, I, I couldn't pick out from the these three goals that we've scored um, this past week, Kenny, in terms of how I'd rank them. They, they've all been fantastic. Um, but Tav's is the one that doesn't rely on anyone else. That is just all individual quality. So, um, yeah, phenomenal stuff. That's did our, anybody, did anybody notice Sam Lammers uh, at the goal? Did you notice that? Yeah, because he's... Uh, he, he can't believe it. <laughs> really funny. He <laughs> can't bad. believe it. He's just looking about with his head and his hands giving it. How did he do that? Absolutely brilliant. I was just going to comment, Kenny. Um, I think that's the first time I've heard Andrew Mangasm. <laughs> well, maybe heard me talk about Todd Campbell in the past, press because um, that's definitely happened previously. Yeah. <laughs> well... I don't think you've been on a five-minute tirade. Well, it's not really a tirade. A five-minute um, love bomb with with, with Cantwell. To be fair, close out. You know, I know, I know the producer of the podcast, a very handsome and intelligent man. But yeah, he he makes sure he takes those ones out. You know, so. <laughs> um, listen, it's it's lazy podcasting, or maybe it's easy podcasting, but generally, um, I try and look for some discussion points uh, to at least kind of get the chat flowing, but. Rangers went in at half time and the full time whistle went because I don't actually think we can back out. The second half was just, I'm trying not to be too critical because we get the job done, but it was a very abject second half. I don't know if we created one chance. Um, it was much of a muchness. We've seen the game out. Um, some players get minutes. Tom Lawrence, he came on. You can't judge him on that. Matondo looked good again. He did, um, which is good because he's continuing this vein of form. Uh, Cantwell didn't have the best of games, I have to say. Lundstrom done okay. Really worried about Sam Lammers. Uh, thought he was anonymous again. I think Sam Lammers has got a massive touch of the Daniel Cousins about him, which is actually quite good, um, considering the next two games. Uh, but the run of the mill games looks as if he can't be asked. Um, and Jack Butland, uh, wow. Um, I don't think he had a save to make, but... I think he came out for four crosses and caught three of them. He did fumble one, fine, that's that, that's just a lot of averages, but the three that he came out for, literally penalty box commanding goalkeeping. And then the full-time whistle went, it was three points, it was down the road. Um, and then obviously a couple of hours later, Celtic dropped their points, so it was a good weekend all in. Um, Kenny, I don't know if I'm a step there, is there anything you want to add about maybe the second half? Because gen- genuinely it was, yeah, blink and you miss it, because nothing happened. I obviously... Brought up a couple individuals here, Butland, Matondo, Lawrence, Cantwell, Lammers. Uh, do you want to kind of comment on them? No, I can agree with most of what you said. What what I would add to it, though, would be I actually think we um, kind of seen the game out, just played it out, uh, res- reserved a lot of energy, I thought. Um, 
they, they, Ross County came out in the first minute or so in the, in the second half and had a good chance. Boy should have probably hit it on target. Whether he would have scored, I don't know. Um, but they, they, they look a decent side, Ross County, this year. I don't know what you thought, but I thought I was reasonably impressed with them. I think they'll do okay. I thought they were better at the back. They'll be fine. Um, they'll be absolutely fine. And uh, what's your name? What's the boy's name? Da- Danda. Uh, and and the boy Jordan White, who's a big Rangers fan as we all know. Didn't he uh, get first time they go against us? No, he didn't, uh, which is unusual, but um, they'll cause teams bother, I think. I, I actually think they'll be fine, as you say, but uh, no, I, I actually thought we just managed the game pretty well. I thought Ross County uh, came right out in the second half and had a go, and I thought we coped with no bother at all. We had three or four kind of chances. Matondo should probably, well, he should actually cut it back. I think there's a tap in for somebody, but he's got the he's got the confidence now to try and take the shot, and uh, it, keeper makes a good save. But no, I, I thought we we just managed the game really well, Chris. I, I've got to be honest. I thought we were very good first half. I thought we were decent second half. Um, as you say, back in the bus and down the road. Do you want to pass comment on my uh, Sam Lammers comparison? Um, I hadn't really thought of that. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I know you and I have got a wee bet on about Sam Lammers. I, I don't even know if I'll bother. Uh, I'm not particularly confident all of a sudden about him getting the goals that I thought he would. But um, listen, I, I think there's a player in there. So I, I know what you're saying. There definitely is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See these games, it just looks as if he would rather be anywhere else but there. It's just that's come on up now in Ross County and um, he had a good cameo against PSV and he done fairly okay against uh, uh, Livingston, but um, he's just, I don't know, he's going to be one of these guys that's going to frustrate the fuck out of me, much in uh, the same but, style as Kuzan, because Kuzan, you know, uh-huh. he couldn't be asked with the small games, but the big games he turned up. What I would say about it is that I, I'm, I'm a, but I try to be patient, put it that way, and I try and give all the new players the first quarter of the season, if you like, the first 10, 11 games, you know, the first 11 games, let them play everybody once and then I kind of I tend to start properly judging them in the second round of games, if you like, uh, because if you're not learning in this, a second game, you know, once you've played an opponent and you're not learning, uh, then that's time to be concerned for me. But um, I don't know, I, I, there's just something, he's quite an, an enigmatic player. There's times when he does things, I mean, he had a great strike, uh, in the, the first half and I'm not quite sure whether he's trying to shoot or cross but the keeper makes a great save actually right because it's right in the top corner just about 5-10 minutes after Tavernier's goal um, and he does things that you go wow and then he does things you go mm. so I, I know what you mean uh, I can see what you mean about the comparison with, with Kuzan but uh, we'll wait, I'll wait and see Chris and before I kind of judge him too quickly Andrew, do you want to pass comment on anything that happened in the second half? Maybe some of the individuals, do you want to uh, have a wee comment on them? Well, here's the thing, right? I, 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 I was able to watch the first half, but the second half I had to go out for a um, a birthday meal. Uh, not mine, someone else's. And I, I asked my dad to keep me up to date with everything that had happened in the second half. And normally he's really good about that. He'll text me all the different events and whatnot, you know, keep me up to date. Um, and it got to full time and he just texted full time 2-0. I was like, did did anything happen there? Did you get thumbs up, Andrew? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, pretty much. It was just, you know, it's done. The game's finished. Fuck all happened, you know, which which is fine because ultimately, and I've said this in the past, 2-0 comfortable wins throughout the entire season win you titles. 
All right. We have had far too many instances in the past where we have gone to away grounds uh, like Ross County, like Livingston, like Killy, and we've struggled. And we've seen that happen early on this season. But if we can get into a rhythm of just rocking up to places, getting a comfortable 2-0 win early doors and not having to overexert ourselves, that sets us up very nicely for the season ahead. So long may it continue. You know, it, it might not be the most fun to watch, although I missed it, obviously. Um but it, but it does win you titles. So comfortable wins are fine by me. Um, yeah, it's a shame for Sky, obviously, trying to pump their viewership numbers because I suspect a few people might have tuned out towards that second half. It's, it's, it's the same old kind of story when it comes to, I'd imagine, with them as well, but I can only talk about Rangers. Uh, they win on Saturday. Um, come Sunday, Rangers fans are dissecting that second half and coming up with all their all their worries and 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 saying all oh, this and that and all oh, we can't this is not sustainable and all oh, we need more from X Y and Z and oh he's been a terrible signing or I don't know why we signed him all these things get um, magnified um, even with a win if if your rivals win the fact that they drop points it pretty much is a, like universally amongst all the Rangers fans it's pretty much job done on to the big one now with PSV then on to Celtic and we shall never talk about that half of football ever again and that's just life at Rangers you know um, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't but the, the the reality is no one gives a shit about that second half purely because it was a fantastic weekend all told but Kenny to my point Celtic won people start to magnify it would you agree with it? Um, I, I, yeah probably but I wouldn't have. Uh, I was quite happy with the second half. I thought we controlled the second half, Chris, I've got to be honest. Um, I just thought we controlled the game from start to finish. And as I say, I thought we just managed the second half really pretty well. Should have added to our tally. Um, we had two or three good chances. Um, no, I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I, and I understand that, you know, when you're 2 nothing up, you want to push on. Uh, I, I thought there was a bit of game management involved there and just getting down the road. Um, I, I I don't know. I, that's what I'm going to say. I can I see what you're saying, but I, I wouldn't have done that, Chris, because I, I I'm I'm just old and get content with, with a good win. Put it that way. You said it, mate. No me. Um, <laughs> some Rangers news uh, before we came on to the PSV game because it's kind of chronological. Uh, Yanis Hadji departed the club. He joined Alaves. Um, and I think it's are they in La Liga I think they are maybe La Liga too I don't know but they're in Spain there we go <laughs> that's the, there's the, the the depths of my research to that I'm um, sure they're top tier uh, yeah. um, obviously I, I, I don't follow continental football anywhere near as much as I used to and Yanis Hadji was never really somebody that I took to either so it was kind of look it's the right move he needs to leave um, don't think there's a place in the squad for him I don't care what anybody says I'll argue with that all day um, he he just isn't I would argue he wasn't good enough for Rangers two years ago I really would have um, but again that's just my personal point of view um, after a horrific injury and after a quite a very 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 slow rehabilitation um, he certainly wasn't good enough then He's got a decent enough move, a good country to live in, good standard of football to play, so all the best. But my grumble is alone with no fee, alone with no uh, obligation to buy. Yanis Hadji with a whole big goodbye when quite clearly he's going to come back. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think he's going to do enough at Alaves. I, I really don't. Um, technically, it probably will fit in with Spanish football, but Spanish football is 100 miles an hour and Yanis Hadji plays at maybe three, four miles an hour. 
Spanish football is not for Yannis Adje, in my opinion. So I can't see Alaves signing him. So he's going to have to come back and then we'll probably need to sell him. But the whole big goodbye, that was bizarre to me. Don't know why he done that. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's a great deal for Rangers, but it's a great deal for Yannis Adje. Uh, so fair play to him. But Andrew, what's your thoughts on it? Am I being all, um, uber hard, uh, uber critical, uh, as I always am? But with Yannis Adje, I've, I've just... I've just <laughs> Never, I just have never taken them for whatever reason. It'd be unlike you to be overly negative, Chris. So, you know, obviously I don't think it's that. Um, <laughs> first of all, uh, they, they're in the second tier of Spanish football. I thought, um, I thought that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Andrew, I say I thought that. I literally gave myself, like, both options. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely one or the other. So. I don't know. I, um, I knew it was right. <laughs> I, of course. Mr. 50-50 again, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... For me, I, I think we've still got, after this year, we'll still have another two years of Yanis Hadji under contract, as it stands. I think there there is a good player in there. There definitely was prior to his injury. I think since the injury, he has not exactly hit the ground running. But this is an environment at Rangers where you do not have that, that kind of time to find your feet. We, we can't be in a position where we have to allow a player to you know, get back up to speed. See Kamaru for someone who doesn't need that, right? Um, from my understanding, the the aim of this is to get him playing regularly. Um, and the hope will be that, you know, for Alaves, where they're in a lower tier, there's a bit little less pressure. There's definitely less eyes on the, uh, on the league and the team um, at that level. And my hope would be that he plays, plays well um, and gets himself back up to speed so that when he does come back next year, it's either with a mind to coming into the first team, seeing if that works, or at the very least, really shining in pre-season, getting some eyes on him, and then going out for a fee. Because as it stands right now, I think players, I think teams rather, will be quite cautious about going for someone like Yanis Hadji, because while he does have the famous name and he did clearly have talent, it remains to be seen if he still has that same level of talent since that injury. I really like him uh, on, on like a personal basis. I, I think he is a good player. And I, I think if given the opportunity, I think he could be good at Rangers, but I think he needs to get into that groove where he plays 30, 40 games in a season, has that regular game time and then sees how well his body adjusts and sees how well he's able to play. So that would be my hope. And the, the fact that we still have him under contract for, for a bit of time means that we, we can allow this to take place. And it's why I'm not overly concerned about, you know, the lack of, uh, you know, loan to buy or, or any kind of fee attached to it. Because ultimately, we know he's going to be coming back to us for two years. Um, any any kind of loan to buy it would have involved, you know, a fee, I think. And uh, Alves may not well be in a position to to pay that out. So, you know, it, it's just that kind of idea of getting him up to speed and getting him playing again regularly. If he does that, then hopefully he can come back and be an asset for us in some way. If it's not playing, then at least there's someone we can potentially sell. Kenny, um, I, I, I take what Andrew's saying and uh, it's very positive, but I'm, I'm pretty much going to go on a limb here and say that for as long as Michael Beale is the Rangers manager, I don't think Yannis Hadji will kick a ball for us ever again. I think you might be right. Um, I'll tell you what I, I was going to mention. Um, the, the the interview, the press interview that he did after the Morton game, I, I, I like Yannis Hadji as a player. I, I, I don't think he's ever had the pace to kind of really cut it uh, 
in our league because it is all rough and tumble. Uh, and I tend to agree with you. If it was, I didn't realise that Alaves were in the second tier. I thought they were top tier, but never mind. It, I didn't like those comments after that Morton game. Uh, there is no player at Rangers that doesn't have something to prove, and he told that he told us all that he had nothing to prove. Uh, that that's madness to me for for a player to come out with that when your manager's listening. Uh, genuinely, you know, particularly when you can't get in the team. Uh, you need to be aware that that manager is your boss, <laughs> first and foremost, but you also have to be aware that you need to prove to him that you can get a game. And turn around and saying you've got nothing to prove to anybody, I, I thought that was, you know, um, in terms of uh, his Rangers career, I thought it was quite uh, suicidal, to be honest, in, in that sense. I, I thought it was a really silly comment to make. Because if I was Michael Beale, I'll tell you what, I'd have been pissed off with it as well. I've got to be honest. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that is what it is. Um, he said that he's gone. I feel it's the right decision. Could the, the, the deal have been a wee bit better? Possibly. I just, you know, you, you go back to Ross Wilson and we allowed Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos just to walk out the door, but we signed Yanis Hadji up for a new contract just to loan him up. <laughs> I just, I just don't. I'm going to promise that this is the last time I'm going to mention Ross Wilson because nothing ever makes sense. As time goes on, things just get more murkier and murkier and it just becomes more and more bizarre. Um, Whereas surely we just let Yanis Hadji run down his contract and we try and tie down one of the two and and then try and sell them. I don't don't know. Maybe that's just too easy for me. But um, the the Yanis Hadji contract situation on the whole was really quite bizarre because it seemed that Rangers... Um, th- th- there was an oversight there uh, because obviously the contract renewal was automatic if he played a certain amount of games and obviously he couldn't play those amount of games because he was injured but we didn't seem to realise until oh hold on a minute Yanis is out of contract so we give him a three year contract and then we send him out in one next year I, I, it's quite bizarre but hopefully those bizarre decisions are now coming to an end um, so PSV next uh Look, we're recording this before press conference day, so there's not really much we can give you in terms of talking points, manager sound bites, whatever. It's just a case of the game's f- finally balanced. What's the potential game plan? What's the potential team lineup? And then obviously the Dutch media, they're writing Rangers off. Obviously Rangers are on a very good team. Obviously PSV are going to go through. Um, Kenny, you made a very good point uh, offline to me. Uh, PSV have played us three times now, six halves of football, and... Yeah, they've not been winning at all once. Yeah, they took the lead. They did take the lead um, uh, at Ibrox and the, the the first leg of the first game, but they still went in at half time at one each. So at no half of football over the last three games, over the last six halves of PSV went into that dressing room being winning against Rangers. So they have literally no right, no right at all to say that we're shit and we are not their standard. Now, are we at their standard technically? Probably not. But mentally, we, 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 we do have their number. Now, I'm not going to say that means that we're going to go and win in, in Wednesday. Because I actually don't think we're favourites to do so. But what I'm saying is, is they're in no position to react in the Bally Big Bollocks here at all. And it's it's going to make it all the sweeter if we if we turn them over. I'd love to turn them over. Their the, the, the chat over the last week is... is- I, I don't know. I, I, you know, we, we all talk about this that, that you know when it talk, talking about football, that Dutch arrogance and stuff like that. But I, I'm going to be honest. I, 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 having been uh, last year and this year uh, and looking at those two games, 
I thought we were better this year at Ibrox than we were last year. Uh, not by much, but I thought we were actually better. The second half in particular, I thought we were very good um, uh, on last Tuesday night. Um, and I totally agree with you. I, I actually think, if you if you think back to when we scored last year over there, uh, and, and ask yourself this question, when was the last time prior to that that you had seen a Dutch side launch 40 and 50 yard balls, long diagonal balls into a box because they had completely run out of ideas. Well, I actually thought they had com- pretty much completely run out of ideas uh, in the last 20 minutes. Although they got their goal with, with a freakish you know, corner uh, with 10 minutes to go the other, the other night, I thought they had run out of ideas. Uh, and they'll come at us like a train on Wednesday night, we know that. But if we can defend well, Chris... Um, I've got a real sneaky feeling there'll be goals in that game for us and it'll be about how we defend. And if we can defend as well as we did last year um, and and defend as a team, defend as a unit, uh, there's no reason why we can't knock them out again. And that's not me trying to be uh, arrogant back at, you know, to them. I actually do think that what you've, you've said about you know that six halves of football... Uh, there is nothing in those games that makes me think they're going to we're going to turn up there and get absolutely carved open. Technically better in the midfield. Their defence is woeful, uh, and they've got Big De Jong, who's a big handful. Uh, two tricky wingers, two, one one really fast, one very tricky. Deal with deal with the front three, and I think we we've got every chance of going through, Chris. I really do. Yeah, Andrew, it's as simple as this. We've got as much chance of going through as they do. I mean, they've not done anything other than spend big to have the right to be tagged heavy favourites. That is the reason they're the favourites at the moment. It's because of their transfer outlay. They've shown nothing on the part to suggest that. I mean, oh, fair enough, maybe that game at Ibrox, they were technically better than us, but they're, they're, they're not exactly more roughly standards. Never took the lead once. Um, and, and where they get this arrogance from, where they get this entitlement from, I'll never know. And look, it's it's going to be an almighty ask, Andrew. It really is. Um, you know, my heart says we'll go through, but my head's saying no, we won't. Uh, we are going to need a lot of luck in the night. We are going to need a good game plan. We are going to need all the players to turn up. But I tell you this, this will be one of the sweetest victories in the last 10 years um, because this will be all the more sweeter than, than last year's victory over PSV. Just purely because when this draw was made, you had the PSV account saying time for revenge and you've got all this shit with De Jong and then the Dutch media. Um, that This will be really, really sweet, but... It, it just it just might be a step too far uh, because we need to take everything into consideration. This is still a young Rangers team. Eh, not, well, not a young Rangers team, but a fairly new Rangers team. Well, it's not a fairly new. It is a new Rangers team. Um, going to this kind of cauldron, we don't know what they're going to, how they're going to react. Um, we do need a lot of things going in our favour, but by no means is this a gimme for PSV. And, and it's just, uh, yeah, as I say, I, I'll, I'll just repeat myself, it, it will be... It'll be pretty sweet if we do this. Um, it'll be a right, get it right, fucking up you. And um, I don't think PSV will ever recover from it. This will be a mental scar that will be there um, for forever uh, for the for the fans who've had to go through this two years in a row. And uh, I'm all here for it. I mean, if PSV had come and done what they did to Sturmgratz in the first leg of the tie, um, the previous round, I could understand them being arrogant about this. But as you say. They've been behind this entire time. They've managed to pull this back to a draw. 
And we have demonstrated that on a European stage, especially when we're underdogs, there is pretty much no team that can stand up to Rangers when we are in the mood for it. Um, that's the key thing. We have to be right up for this game. Uh, there, there can't be any, there cannot be a Ross County-esque uh, just going to cruise control. This has to be the same approach that we've done before. We need to start aggressively. We need to play on the front foot. Um we need, we need to control PSV, but they are there to be got at. As Kenny said, their defence has, has not been particularly stellar, and it's going to be even weaker than it was uh, last week at Ibrox, because I think they're down to about two actually fit centre-backs at this point. Um, they, are, they have weaknesses that we know about, um, and as you say, the psychological toll it will take on them. Um, Joey Veerman in particular looks like he's never got over being linked with us and then us not signing him. Now, I know a couple of Rangers fans who are also in that same boat, but he seems to have a real personal dislike for us. All the media interviews I've seen with him um, since then, when obviously he's just been coming off defeats and draws to us, he, he seems incredibly bitter about that. So objectively it will be hilarious when we beat them um i can't wait listen mate it's just one of those things that i would say that i don't think that they, they talk a good game right that's clear the, the dutch in general always talk a good game uh invariably they're good sides as well and this psv side's a good team but this is the third year in the bounce that they're at this stage at home what all they need is a win to get through to the Champions League. It's their holy grail. It was a bit like us last year when we had that carrot and, you know, we hadn't been there for so long. They're the same. They haven't been in this tournament for a long, long time. Their arrogance is uh, unfounded. Um, but th- that stadium's not the most intimidating to play in. And that should settle the players down. There's been a few of them that have, you know, been a number of them there actually that have played there already. Uh, and I'll tell you something, Chris, that... I don't think they've figured this out yet. That, And I think it's because they are a little bit naive. Uh, all the pressure's on them. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think all that talking uh, the week before a game, uh, all they're doing is putting more and more pressure on themselves. And, and Rangers could go there with a game plan and see how we do. Listen, there's no shame in getting out to a team like that. They're a good side. We know that. But the pressure's on them. And they're putting even more pressure on themselves by, uh, you know, the, the, you know, you remember Lundstrom's Instagram last last year, chat shit, get banged. That's exactly the same again. I can't believe they're doing it again. It's, I just find it really odd, Chris. I don't know what you think, but I just find it kind of crazy that you would sit and badmouth an opponent in that manner. You know, when you've got, as I said, you, you've pl- they've played us, you know, two and a, you know, three times now and they can't beat us. So I don't understand it. For me, it just comes back to the... The, the Ajax performances, that, that's the only thing I can think of. They've seen the way we crumbled against Ajax. They're thinking to themselves, hold on a minute, we're actually better than Ajax. How the fuck can we not beat them? Well, I, I don't have the answer how you can beat Rangers. Um, the Amsterdam Arena is a far more intimidating stadium than theirs is. Maybe that's got something to do with it as well, though. Well, that's it. That's it. But in terms of game plan, uh, we've seen Rangers sacrifice the ball at Ibrox against PSV. Andrew, I'd imagine we're going to do the same again here, um, away from home. I'd like to hope so. Um, we, we know what, what's at stake here. This is Champions League football. So, you know, we, we need to be setting out to win this game. It, it's as simple as that. There's not much more else to say, really. Um, that is what it is. Well, it's just a case of, Kenny, I suppose, 
if we go out there gung-ho, there's only going to really be one outcome and it's not going to be a positive one for Rangers. No, no, we, we, we'll have a we'll have a good game plan. Um, uh, I think we'll switch a lot from four at the back to three at the back. I think Lundstrom will start because of that. Uh, I think we'll have the two holding midfielders or pivots, whatever you want to call it. We'll have two in there. Um, and we'll try to do exactly what I think we did reasonably well last week, which was cutting off the space. Because they, they, they are a team that want to dominate the ball. They want to bully you. Uh, but the thing I did notice again last week, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you two as well, was that I, I, and I'm not saying in terms of style, so don't think I mean it like that, but they had a touch at Ange Poster-Coglu's um, Celtic side about them in terms of trying to blow us away in the first hour and beginning to run out of steam in the last half hour. And I think that's... I thought that was really noticeable last week, actually, that they were very, very tired towards the end of that game. Uh, so if we can get them running out of steam early, then weirdly, I think we might have a little bit more of the ball than we did last week, because I think we, we will genuinely play on the counter. And I think we'll, sli- we'll, we'll, we'll sit slightly, very slightly deeper than we did last week, if you know what I mean, and try and exploit the spaces that they're going to leave in behind, Chris. I think that's what we'll do. Yeah, I also agree with you. I think Lundstrom will start. Um, probably as the type of game for John Lundstrom. Uh, I think it'll be Lundstrom and, and Raskin. I think Dessels will start instead of Daniel again, um, which you can draw your own conclusions to, to there. Uh, and I, I think I think Lammers is going to start instead of Seema. Um, and uh, obviously you've got Cantwell and the, the defence pretty much picks himself. Um, so it will be a nerve-wracking game. Uh, it will be quite a, a nervy affair, but uh, this is this, this is the ultimate, you know what I mean? This is the, the highest level in, in European football that we're, we're competing for. So you'd expect that. It's not going to be a gimme. Um, and let's just hope it can be two years in a row in history. Certainly will will uh, repeat itself. Um, so that kind of just about wraps up the football. We've obviously got a few more things to kind of wrap up here. Um, just before we can want it up, we will be back at some point this week. Uh, we will obviously be reviewing the PSV game and then we'll be looking ahead to the Celtic game. And then obviously, as the clock ticks down on the transfer window, which shuts on Friday, um, hopefully Rangers will have a few more bits of business done then. But Andrew, um, a word from our sponsors, obviously Pie Sports. Um, do you want to come in here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so as we've discussed previously, we are being sponsored by Pie Sports this month. Uh, we have a discount code SAT at three. That's S A T at symbol number three. Uh, that gets you 10% off uh, any purchase you make at piesports.com. We also have a competition that we'll be running, which is Pie of the Week. So the previous two weeks, we have had nominees from yourselves, the lovely listeners. And uh, the winner of that is being decided uh, by the lovely panellists that we are dealing with right now. We've had two winners so far. Uh, We are going to decide a third winner tonight. Then all three of these are going to go into a poll that will be on our Twitter account. we're going to ask that that runs for a week and we will have you guys nominate the winner of that. So to get our third entry, we need to decide the pie of this week. And I'm going to leave that down to Chris and Kenny. So the boys have seen these, but um, I'll read them out for the benefit of our lovely audience. First up, we have Ruri in Inverness, who picked the boy home for tweeting about Aberdeen being humble, apparently. And then since then, 
Aberdeen have lost to Killy and drawn at home to St. Johnson. Uh, we also have David in Glasgow, who nominates... Sorry for coming in there, Andrew. I, I assume you mean Celtic have, have lost at Killy and drew at St. Johnson. Just re- really important there that I clarify that, because I think you said Aberdeen. I did, because uh, Eddie has sent over this text. So yeah. I'm reading it out. I don't want to question what Eddie's doing, but... That does sound actually correct there. Chris. Essentially, so, essentially, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to upset any Aberdeen fans that are listening. I do apologise. We do mean Celtic. Celtic lost to Kilmarnock and Celtic drew to St Johnson. Just to yeah, absolutely yeah. make that clear. Sorry, it Aberdeen is, fans. Yeah, it is important to clarify that Celtic lost to Killy and then drew at home to St Johnson. Yeah, that's very important. Did you say that Celtic lost there and was, then Celtic drew as well? They did. Yeah. Sorry. Oh wow. Obviously, Ian Andrew might be wrong, so Kenny, was it Celtic? I'm, I'm sure I heard that. <laughs> I'm sure it's them, yeah. All right, so I'm sure it is. Right, so just no, for, for confirmation, Celtic, Celtic lost. Kilmarnock, yeah. and they drew it home to the worst team in Scotland, probably St Johnson. No, that's my bad, guys. I'm sorry about that. We'll have to edit all of that out, obviously. We can't keep our cock-ups in there now, can we? Honestly. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the clarification is good. I think we should keep that in. But, Andrew, sorry. Let's that's continue. true. Continue. No, of course. Let's not dwell on that, honestly. It's, just, it's just important, obviously. Um, we then have David in Glasgow. Um, he nominated The Guardian, who used a picture of Ibrooks in a story about police and mental health in which football was not mentioned at all. So that's good. Um, and finally, our third nomination, Nathaniel in Slack Bowie, which I've never heard of before, uh, nominates you, Chris, for refusing to get on board the Matondo train. So um, I'm going to set myself aside. Um, I'm going to let Chris and Kenny, I'm going to let you guys decide who this week's pie is. Well, obviously, I can't be pie of the week for that because obviously I'm right. Um, so, uh, sorry, Nathaniel from Stab. I'm not having you as pie of the week this week because you're just a pie in general. So, <laughs> yeah. But I think the, 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 the columnist or the journalist in Commons you're talking about is uh, Libby Brooks. Um, she wrote the article. Uh, is she responsible for the... Is she responsible for the the thumbnail, the picture? Probably not, but is am I going to put it by her for actually requesting it? Well, I, I would I would have said it's not her responsibility, and I would have, I would have gave her the free pass until such tweets surfaced up earlier, where one is from Libby Brooks, UK COVID live news. Strict liability is on the table after Rangers violence, says Scots Gov Justice Secretary Hamza Youssef. She also said about um, Rangers being zombies in a new club. Um, mm. Very cynical. So uh, the Guardian article in itself isn't my... I'm not going to give that pie of the week. I'm going to give pie of the week to Libby Brooks. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Kenny, I don't know if you agree, if you want to. Uh, no, I, I would give it to... Livy Brooks as well, but uh, for slightly different reasons. I actually think it, something needs to be done about this, and, and forget the fact that I'm a Rangers supporter, and it, that's just downright dangerous. That to me, and there's, this is a, a, an incredibly serious subject, uh, and to try and you know, I don't, I don't know even know what they're trying to do there. It's, it's just a little bit sinister. And as I tend to agree with you, I don't think she'll be responsible for the picture, the thumbnail, as you say. But at the same time, it wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it past her either. Um, uh, and that, that, you know, being being you know serious for a wee second there, it's far too serious a subject to start playing, you know, uh, 
a, a wee point scoring mind game or whatever it is they're trying to do. I, I don't, uh, I didn't like that today when I seen that. I thought it was very, very tacky. I've got to be honest. And so uh, yeah, she's a pie of the week for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and fair play to Stevie from Four Lads uh, who fought the good fight and obviously effectively managed to force a climb down from the Guardian, but it's still not good enough. The, it should never have been there. It's an article about suicide within uh, Police Scotland and, and fucking Rangers, a picture of Rangers turnstiles. Like, just absolutely incredible. They knew what they were doing. So whoever was in charge of that knew what they were doing. Um, I, I, and in many ways it worked. They got traction. Well done. Um, you've linked Rangers to police suicides. Fantastic. That's exactly why you've done five years of journalism at uni, to do stuff like that, to be an absolute gutter rat. Well done. Um, utterly, utterly pathetic, and I echo just about every word you said there, Kenny. It's a very serious... Well, we're now at a very dangerous level, let's just say that. It's, it's um, Rangers... It's all very good, Rangers being angry about this, and I know Rangers were angry about this, and I know, I know Rangers forced a climb down, but I still don't think that's good enough. Rangers need to go further. Whatever further looks like, I don't know, but I'll decide when they go there, and they aren't there yet. Rangers really, really need to stamp this out now. Uh, I genuinely don't know what you can do with something like that. I, I genuinely don't know what you can yeah, do if somebody's going to do that. That, that's it, Gary, you're, you're right. I mean, I've just literally, I've not gave it any example, because I don't know what we can do, but what I do know is we need to try and do it, if that makes sense. I, I, I totally agree. Listen, again, you know, it's, we've been quite light-hearted tonight, but I'm being quite serious here that uh, it's not good enough. Uh, it's As I said earlier there, it's such a uh, serious and traumatic uh, subject mm-hmm. that, that there's no need for that. Um, it's, it's deeply sinister, actually, and um, I don't want to sound all dramatic about it, but I, I, I actually got a wee bit angry when I seen that. I thought, what the fuck is that? I to go into the particulars, Kenny, um, the, there's obviously, uh, and I know this is quite a, a, a sombre topic, but I'm, I'm not going to go right into it, but there's obviously some of those uh, numbers, some, some of those who are uh, part of that statistic um, are obviously going to be Rangers fans as well. Um, so the insensitivity of it is just fucking remarkable. Uh, and anything just to get a kick at the, the club. Yeah, uh, uh, it's anything for a, for a click. Uh, everybody knows that if you, you stick Rangers or Celtic uh, a picture or, or on a, a on a link that people are going to hit it, Chris. Uh, and that's how uh, tawdry it is. It, it's just really quite low and lame. And um, I, I would expect, and I'm not bigging up the Guardian here, but I would expect better from the Guardian. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you would expect it for one of the got got a rag, you know, red tops or whatever. But you don't expect it from something like that where they can be. That, as you say, I think that that's the perfect word that you use there. That insensi- insensitive. I, I just find that very, very odd today. I really did. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, like not to finish on a, on a heavy note, let's finish on a kind of better, better light note. It's a massive week ahead, uh, two massive games, Champions League playoff, and then um, we've got Celtic at Ibrox. Um, a real opportunity here to get Champions League football and get to the top of the league. Uh, well, I think we can get to the top of the league if St Mun don't win as well. So, um, but you know what I mean. Uh, so it's 
We've not had a week like this in a long while. Um, we need to try and enjoy it. It will be difficult to enjoy it in parts because there will be spells of each game that isn't particularly enjoyable. But the main thing is is coming out the other end and coming out the other end, you know, best case scenario, as I say, is three points against Celtic, top of the league and in Champions League football. But we need to hold our nerve, um, especially on Wednesday night. If we don't get the outcome we all desire, look, it's not the end of the world. Um, we gave it a right good shot. The, the, the big one for me this week is Celtic. So I'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket with PSV and, and fling the toys at the pram if it doesn't go our way. Uh, I'll do that if we don't win either, uh, don't win both games. So, um, but do you know something? I know that's not going to happen. I actually have confidence for the first, and that could be a scary thing, but I have confidence for the first time that we're not going to have a shit week. Um, again, my heart is saying we're going to get two wins. My head is saying Wednesday might be just a wee bit too much, but three points on Sunday is what's going to we're going. That's going to be delivered, and to me, that's all that matters. Um, I get the finan- the financial argument and stuff, but Europa League football, not that I want that, I do want Champions League football, but Europa League football will do me fine if that means that we get three points on Sunday. That's literally all I care about. But um, it's that old cliche, and it? it's one game at a time, so let's take Wednesday first and let's hope we can get that positive result. Um, Kenny, you looking forward to this week ahead? I am, very much. And I'll t- just to add something very quickly to what you've just said there. Th- th- this is uh, a-, a massive week for, for Rangers, massive week for Michael Beale, massive week for all the new players. Um, don't underestimate the hunger that the new players and the players already there have. So we'll match PSV in terms of hunger. Um, but even if we don't get through on Wednesday, Chris, Think psychology, what Michael Wheel can can do with this. If we get through, you know, the impact on the squad going into Sunday's game is going to be huge. Uh, if we don't get through, all Michael Wheel has to say is, if you don't want to go through this pain again, go and beat that mob on Sunday. Go and win this league and we won't need to go through this next year. So the, there is a real positive uh, feeling about the place at the minute. And... Which is great, uh, you know, it's great to see, you know, how quickly football can turn and, and you know, things change so so dramatically. But there is a real uh, opportunity for us here uh, in both games. So I'm looking forward to it, mate, yeah. Absolutely. And Andrew, you're looking forward to it? It's a massive week, but it's Rangers. Uh, we want our weeks to be like this. Um, I can't wait for it. Uh, two massive games, two real good tests, two real opportunities for this team to show exactly where they are. If they are the future, if Michael Beale's future as a Rangers manager has a lot of merit to it, these are all tests that we need to engage with and we need to overcome. That's the assignment. So I can't wait for it. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to be at the Bermondsey Beer Killer with the London Rangers Supporters Club on Wednesday. I'll be cheering on the jerseys there. And uh, Sunday... I'll be back at home with my old man and uh, praying that we get a result there as well. But I, I think, unlike you, Chris, I, I feel confident that we can get results in both of these games. Um, I, I, I believe in this team. I, I'm seeing really good, encouraging signs, and uh, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a massive week for these players. It's a massive week for Michael Beale. So let's see, let's see how it pans out. Let's enjoy it and let's let's. Uh... Let's do it. Um, so finally, all I have to do is, before I thank my, my guests, as as always, thank the listeners. Um, we're on social media. We're on all the social medias and well, everywhere you can get your podcasts. So we're on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. 
We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. So if you could follow, like or subscribe and also if you could leave us a wee review here and there, that would be excellent. Um, and uh, every little helps, as as we always say. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and thank you, Kenny. Oh, thanks, Chris. It was a good night. Enjoyed that. Absolutely. And uh, producer Andrew, thank you very much, mate. No worries at all, man. Always a pleasure. And I'm glad that us trying to keep this to around half an hour, maybe at a stretch of 45 minutes, worked out as expected. So that's been good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, to be fair, Chris did say it'll be about an hour. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's you fair. did nail it. Uh, well, I, I wish they could all be like that. Um, so, yeah, it's a big week um, and we will be here to cover all of it. We will be back to cover the PSV game, look ahead at the Celtic game, have a discussion about the, um, the, 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 the impending transfer window closing. And, of course, we will be back next week to discuss, hopefully, a fantastic one at Ibrox against Celtic. So, um, yeah, uh, busy week, uh, busy seven to ten days here at Saturday at Free. So join us for all reaction um, and opinions uh, and, and, and takes. And, we, as I say, we'll be back this week. So thanks very much.